Hello, readers. Welcome to 20 Questions with your favorite author, where we ask authors important questions like, why would you agree to be on this podcast? I'm Kelly Lynn Colby, Editorial Director at Cursed Dragons Chip Publishing. For episode six, our guest is Brian Corley. And Brian Corley is amazing and has a biography here. Here he is. Brian Corley, author of Space Throne and Ghost Bully, lives in Portland, Oregon with his dog Brisket and a lamp that looks like a bunch of grapes. If he's not your favorite now, he will be after. Welcome, Brian. Thanks. Good to be here. Did you write that music? I wish I could take credit for that, but no. Who did But it's amazing, right? Yeah, it's really good. So I don't know where we got it. Our tech guru, Zafro, took care of it. And he, he looked through like a bazillion of them. And then he narrowed it down because he knows me. And he narrowed it down to like 10. And then he got me up and he's like, all right, what do you think? And this one won. And it's amazing. Nailed it. Nailed it. It's great. Thank you very much. It works, right? It fits. It fits. Yeah. Excellent. So how are you doing today, oh, Brian? Sorry, Kelly. Doing great. So I get... What? For those who care, it's Open Those Bright Eyes by Kevin McLeod. So there you go. There you go. That's the awesome yeah. artist. Yeah. Yay. Oh, Dude, I have the week off from work. Uh, so, you know, it's a pretty easy week. Been watching a lot of uh, Netflix and uh, HBO Max now. I, I went and got that. It's super exciting. Yeah, we were very happy we could get it on our um, um, Roku now. So we yeah. have to like bring the computer up and hook it up to the TV. We're like, it's on Roku. We're good. I I've basically been saving this moment for the holiday so I can kind of deep dive on Doom Patrol. Have you seen Doom Patrol? I have not. Is it awesome? I love it. It's great. Did I just you... figured I'd go back and watch all the Doctor Whos again. Solid. Solid. Who's your favorite doctor? David Tennant. I can't help it. It's David all the way. Yeah. It's good. It's a good choice. He's yeah. great. I, I mean, I adore Matt Smith, too. And, you know, I... I um, Jodie Whittaker, the new one, she's pretty darn good too, I have to say. Yes. You get them both in Broadchurch. Have you seen Broadchurch? Yes. Yes. Actually, that's why I was like, people, you know, you never know with the doctor, right? You get, you get really, really dedicated to yours. And that's, you know, since the sixties, this is nothing new. And so when, when David was like, no, Jodie's awesome. Trust me. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to give her a chance. Cause David said she was awesome. And he was right. She's awesome. <laughs> I feel like they've nailed it. I, I was uh, so Christopher Eccleston was really the one that hooked me. Mm -hmm. me too. Uh, so I feel a kinship to Christopher Eccleston, but I like them all. Matt Smith's great. Mm -hmm. Tennant's great. Yep. What's not to like? Exactly. That's my opinion. So I'm gonna watch it all again. There you go. Good job. Man, that's not even a question. Good job, by the way. All right. Some, uh-oh, what did he say? Ask her about meeting David. No, I talked about that last time. We're not going to talk about that now. All right. Uh, all right, you ready? I have, for my first question, the very important one asked of all writers by most readers. You ready? Yeah. Where do you get your ideas? That's a good question. Uh, <laughs> so I think, uh, I think you know, I want to say something hilarious here, but I, I can't think of anything. I don't uh, think someone's going to, but so far they've been honest and stuff. Yeah, I think it probably comes from the same place as anyone else. But like, you know, if you're a creative, like, you know, if you're an author or a poet or a songwriter, uh, when you have those ideas, you, they're going someplace. So, you know, it's more than just kind of like uh, something to think about as you go from point A to point B. 
it's kind of like, oh, this is a really cool idea. Is this a scene in the book I'm working on? Is this the next book? Is what what is this? But you know, I'm gonna use it. I'm gonna write it down, and I might use it later. I might lose it. Uh, I think Mitch Berg, Mitch Hedberg had like a this uh, quote that's funny because it's Mitch Hedberg, and I'm gonna say it. And it's not gonna be great, but he said something like, you know, uh, you know, when I'm when I'm in a hotel room. And I think of a good joke, if a pen and paper is too far away, I have to convince myself that it's not that great. Uh, you know, he's funnier. Um, so, yeah, I think, yeah, I think, I think that's, that's, that's where it comes from, the same place as, as, uh, as anyone else. That's incredible. I'm glad you said joke, because both of your books, both Face Throne and Ghost Bully, have um, a good dose of humor in them. Thanks. I'm wondering, what makes that come naturally for you? Uh, avoidant personality. <laughs> I, uh, I, I think, uh, I don't know. I, I, I like to have uh, fun. I like to joke around with my friends and my family. And so uh, I think it's just kind of a natural, uh, you know, uh, progression of this is what I'm going to write about. It's going to have humor and, and uh, I'll pour myself into it. And this is what's going to come out. Excellent. Excellent. Hey, we have uh, Kevin Petway in the audience, and he has a question for you, a very serious one, so I hope you're ready. All right. He wants to know, uh, by the way, he has a lot of humor in his writing, too. You two probably get along great. Um, he wants to know, how is Brian a writer? He's not pasty or anemic looking or anything. How is that fair? Well, you know, there's uh, this whole pandemic. and uh, No, I uh, so I used to be a musician a long time ago, and uh, and I really missed having a creative outlook, uh, outlet. Uh, yeah, like, can you ever used to be a musician? I don't know if that's possible. Oh, no. I think you used to be, like, you know, if you're not lugging amps around at 2 a.m., I'm not sure. <laughs> you know? And so uh, this is a, this is a creative pursuit where you don't have to lug heavy equipment around in the middle of the night and, you know, go to work the next day on, like, four hours sleep. Uh, so, I you know, you have, like, a schedule and a life if you'd like. So <laughs> that's that's really how, you know, I... I watched a friend kind of do it and, and, um, and it was just, I, I think I needed to see someone I knew do it. And, uh, and then it, that was, that was it. I was, I was in it. <laughs> That's awesome. You're like, never mind. I want another job. Let's see. Your main character in Ghost Buddy loves all things 80s, board games, and horror films. Mm -hmm. So I find that many authors' first characters are somewhat autobiographical. Yeah. So I was wondering how closely are you to these likes? Pretty close to Jonah, I think. Um, mm -hmm. Especially at the time, I was really into board games. Um, I was like watching hours of YouTube into board games. You know what I mean? Like, nice. like tabletop? Did you watch tabletop with Will Weed? Tabletop. Yes. Fantastic. We're so I've addicted to that. We've watched it as a family. Seen every episode several times. Mm -hmm. Bought several games as a result of that. Uh, mm -hmm. Used to used to play them at like tribes uh tribe comics in austin texas they had a, like a game night i'd go up there and do that like there's like a game night on like i'm gonna get this wrong uh there's like a game night on monday or tuesday and then there's like a DD night on thursday and so i was up there all the time you know when i lived in austin nice so get that all you austinites support tribe gaming yeah well you can't now because covid 
Well, but, you can't do the game night, maybe, but like even our local stores still sell stuff, right? Like, so their Christmas yes, stuff, we're still able to pick point. it up and everything. I yeah. don't mean to take business away from Tribe. Please buy all your comics from Tribe. They're great. Yes, exactly. So that's awesome. Yeah, we love board games too. We just played Tzolkin the other day and we spent longer. It had been so long, we had to read the directions again and it took longer to read the directions than it did to play the game. Mm. So it's one of the, once you read the directions and dedicate that time, well, you're playing that baby three or four times, gosh doggone it, because you are yep. going to make it worth it. That's you right. like any like really complicated games like those? Uh, what is it like the haunting on something hill, or betrayal on like, Something hill. What is the hill it's on? It's it's the green kind of role play. I can see the cover in my head. This is going to drive me crazy. And I'm sure the comments are going nuts of, of like. Dave's going to have to look it up. Yeah, actually, David wants to know what your top three board games are. Okay, great. I'm going to, you know, let's say Monopoly because it's great. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun to play for like 30 minutes and then it ruins <laughs> families and relationships. Forever. Forever. What what can you what other game really brings that to the table than Monopoly? Uh, so that's great. Uh, I got really into Quirkle this time last oh, year with I my like family. That one. Play Quirkle. Mm -hmm. uh, people don't yell at each other for Quirkle. That's pretty cool. Um, that's a good cooperative game. That haunting game that I'm totally blanking on is a great cooperative game. Um, uh, now I feel like a totally Munchkin. Munchkin's a great way to get everyone to hate you too. That's a, that's a good one. Which is why it was my teenage son's favorite. Oh, yeah, yeah. He likes those kind of games. Oh, they, they yes, the chat has answered us. They said it's Betrayal at the House on the Hill. There it is. I it's got funny, it. I can see the box too and not the name, so yeah. Here's what I, here's actually my all-time favorite now that I'm thinking about it. Star Flux or maybe any of the Flux cards games, card mm -hmm. games, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, did you play the Star Trek one? Uh, well, I think Starflux has everything. So it has like yeah. Star Trek and uh, a little bit of Doctor Who, a little bit of Star Wars, but unbranded. Right, right. <laughs> Not official. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But close enough. Right. Yeah, those are lots of fun. So you like the card games, it sounds like. I like them all. Whatever mm -hmm. I can play. That's fun. That's fun. Let's see. So let's see. Um, what's my next one? Oh. What color plaid is your favorite? That's really good. Well, I just <laughs> bought a buffalo plaid for my bed. So uh, at the moment, buffalo plaid. Buffalo plaid. I like that. So what, what does that look like? Like what color is that? It's really basic. It's just red and black crisscross and that's it. So I like uh, that. Well, you're in Oregon. You're going for that cabin feel. You want that? Uh-huh. Yeah. It was it was a little bit of that in uh have you seen the chilling adventures of Sabrina? Yes. Yes, that's a good show. <laughs> this is a stupid thing for me to be saying out loud. Uh so I got really into the set design of that. You know we're recording, and, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. And uh so I live in this like uh, craftsman style house and I feel like uh you know Harvey's room in that <laughs> I, I like the vibe of that. So I got this like green blanket and put the buffalo plaid over the top of that, just like in a section. Uh-huh. Like it feels very, very homey to me. I like it. That's brilliant. You just need a cat, even though brisket might not be happy about it. Yeah, brisky brisket would not enjoy that yeah. at all. But yeah, brisket I don't like cat. Yeah, she, <laughs> she like hangs around the back of the sofa. It's really strange. Huh. 
It's because she's smart like would, a cat. Would you like to see Brisket one more time? She's she's lurking. Oh yeah, where's Brisket? Let's see Brisket. I know the people in the audience want to see Brisket. So here's Brisket. She's a sweet baby angel. She's the delight and treasure. And uh, she does not want to be held right now. Oh yeah. no. Hello. She's like, no, I'm not camera ready. Oh, she she's camera ready. She's Look how cute. Always she is. camera ready. This dog is very <laughs> photogenic. And she's quiet and good. Such a good girl. She really is. She's the best. Um, Kevin says, what a cute cat. <clears throat> Thank you. <laughs> I've, uh, somebody called her a possum once, and I thought it was really funny. And I've never talked to them again. Uh, yeah, there you go. That's the proper response. Good job. Good job. <laughs> so, if you could spend a weekend with one of your characters, who would it be and where would you go? I know I asked the hard-hitting question. No, this is good. Anna Gunthry right here. I'm, I'm going to go with Cat uh, from Ghost Bully. Okay. Uh, because uh, she's super interesting, and we could really go anywhere. She can just take us wherever we want to go. Mm -hmm. I'm probably just go hang out in Austin again because I haven't seen it in a while. It's a pretty pretty boring answer, but love Portland. Good this answer. is the place. If you want to move to Portland, do it. But I do miss Austin a little bit. I can see Portland and Austin having the same vibe. Yeah, yeah, very similar vibe. Especially is uh, Portland has like the Austin 2005 vibe, where it's still kind of crunchy, uh, <laughs> and creatives could afford to live there. Yes. Uh, so Austin now is just kind of like brand new. Mm -hmm. It's like a brand new city. It's still cool. I still like it, but it's just different. Portland, uh, Portland is still a little, a little crunchier. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, when we moved to Houston, um, what was it, 17 years ago now, almost 18. We were like, oh, I want to move to Austin. I love Austin. And now we go back to Austin to visit. And I'm like, we can't afford Austin. <laughs> it's nuts. It is yeah. nuts to live there. Um, what part of Houston do you live in? Uh, spring. We're up in the north side. Yes. Yep. Uh, so I went to high school in College Station, Texas. I think spring was in our district at one point. I went to AM Consolidated. It was very exciting. You did not. So did Zafo. So did who? My husband, Zafo. He did too. Really? Yeah. <laughs> All right, we got to talk after this. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to have to talk. That's quite All a right. question. Uh, uh, I used to live in Clear Lake. I'm a big fan of Houston, too. I like Houston. Yeah, we like it here. That's We have it left, but, man, Austin, it's, like, magical. Especially with all the breweries popping up, like, in Singing Springs and stuff. Singing uh -huh. Springs. Not Singing Springs. Um, Dripping Springs. Dripping Springs, right. Yes. Didn't, like, the Supernatural guys open up a brewery there? Yeah, we maybe have been there a few dozen times. <laughs> nice. Yes, but it's not to see Jer or it's, it's Jensen's not to see him because actually I would probably freak out. I don't want to see him. The brewery is actually gorgeous. It is beautiful. All these big oak trees and they have lights in the trees and they have a playground for the kids. And my husband and I will go and they usually have cider for me because actually I don't like beer. It's my husband's thing. No. So we'll sit under the trees and play board games and just stay there all afternoon. It's beautiful. It's awesome. Um, let's see. So if you could have your dream car... What would be parked in your garage? This is a great question. First of all, I have to dream of a garage because I don't have one here, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of weird. Well, there's the downside to Portland, huh? <laughs> well, you know, I, I found this house. It's really cool. It just didn't have a garage, so I just parked my car in the street. Um, I can answer this. I'm not a, uh, I, I, I had my dream car for a while. I, I uh, restored a 1967 Mustang, which, you know, thankfully I have cheap taste, right? So it was my favorite <laughs> car. Uh, very easy to restore, plenty of aftermarket parts, but 
man, I really felt my mortality in that vehicle. Like you get in and you're just, there's metal everywhere. And you're like, this is why modern technology is better <laughs> and sold it. And, uh, and now, you know, I just have a car to get around. So, but yeah, I had a 67 Mustang, did a resto mod on it. Uh, wow. painted it silver. It was, it was a beautiful car. So it's a perfect car to have if you can have two cars. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It broke all the time. I basically drove it from my house to Town Lake Trail to go run. So, you know, it, it, I put about maybe two miles on it a week. Oh, <laughs> that's hilarious. My son keeps wanting to fix up a car. We'll see how that works. Should do, it's always fun once. Right. <laughs> we'll see. Um, let's see. If uh, in your books you jump from paranormal mystery to space opera, mm -hmm. so what made you decide to make that big leap? I don't know that it was that big of a leap for me. Um, so, you know, when you go to a bookstore, a small book bookstore, it's sci-fi fantasy. You know, that's it. That's the section. Um, and so, you know, I, th I think a lot of people who like fantasy like sci-fi and vice versa. Um, so. You know, I have over here a uh, poster of Empire Strikes Back. Uh, it's an original poster, very exciting. Um, you know, uh, for, you know, kind of the creative touchstone, I always think <laughs> about, like, like, you know, Star Wars. I saw Star Wars when I was two in the drive-in, and I remember it. Um, so, like, you know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm big into it, and, uh, and I've always loved it. It's not hard sci-fi. So if you're interested in this book, it is not hard sci-fi. If you like Star Wars... Mm -hmm. You'll like this book. If you like everything explained, you will not like this book. It will not be <laughs> for like you. Space opera, right? It's not hard mm -hmm. science fiction. Yep, exactly. Yep. Yeah, you've got quite the characters in that book, I must say. Thank you. I appreciate Thank it. You. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of some of them. Of some of them? <laughs> well, I hope you don't like all of them. Yeah. Um, if you won a million dollars, what would you do with it? All right. So there's like the real answer and there's like a fun answer. The real answer is pretty boring. That's exactly what Dave said. <laughs> I would invest it. I would do nothing with it. Now, if I had a million dollar windfall, I would do nothing with it but invest it and try to retire at some point. Uh, if I want to do something fun, I, mean, I don't know, uh, buy a really cool house. With or a as cool house as I can in, in Portland for a million dollars. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, what do you hope readers get from your work? A good time. So I think, uh, uh, so like, you know, Ghost Bully is fun. It's, it's, you know, there's not a lot out and there's not a lot of comps for Ghost Bully, which was kind of hard to market at first. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so you're going to get something that, you know, yeah, you haven't seen a million times. Um, and Space Throne, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of space books. Um, right. But I don't know that it's going to be written like I would write it. So this is my version of, of a space story. Uh, I think you'll have a good time if you want to read something, you know, with uh, uh, some jokes and uh, and some and some some fast pace uh, action, mm -hmm. uh, fast pace, paced space action. That's not easy to say. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, maybe these books are for you. Yeah. Well, I, I think they're for anyone who likes a good time. I agree. They're pretty darn fun. Thank you. Um, when you're laughing pretty quickly at the beginning, that's a good book, in my opinion. Thank you. Um, Kevin Petway wants to know, um, he wants to read one. Is there any reason why he should choose one or the other first? So it depends on what your mood is. So if you want something that's kind of based in reality, so Ghost Bully is based in Austin, Texas. Um, and it's based on the Austin, te Texas that, you know, I wrote it in in like 2017 or whatever. 
Uh, so it's a nice little snapshot of that time. Uh, if you want to read, you know, if you want pure escape and I don't want any real world action, then Space Thrones for you. Uh, go have a good time. Yeah, there's lots and lots of aliens in uh, Space Throne. I, it was really fun to figure. To, it's, it was like exploring myself, right? Like I'm out there exploring, meeting all these new people. It was kind of cool. Thank you. Um, let's see. Dave wants to know, besides Star Wars, is there another space opera book, game, movie, show, any of those that influenced you? I came kind of prepared for this. Ooh. So, Becky Chambers, Long Way to a Small, Angry Planet, great sci-fi book. Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I have it. I'm not going to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is great. I think it's one of the first sci-fi books I can remember um, reading. And, uh, you know, it's, it's for free, I think, on Amazon Prime. You can watch the... Um, the first BBC series, which really, in a weird way, holds up for me. I, it's very entertaining. So I love that that series. If you haven't seen it, go see it. And if you haven't seen it in a long time, go watch it again. <laughs> I think that Babblefish scene in the book is one of my favorite scenes of all books of all time. Very cool. Very cool. Um, excellent. Those are good questions. So, yeah, if anyone has more questions, please pop them in. We will definitely get to them. Uh, let's see. Oh, here's the very important one. This is also a vital question. Everyone has answered it so far. Are you ready? Okay, let's do this. What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Mm. Of all time, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. white chocolate almond bluebell. Oh, bluebell. Can you even get bluebell up there? No. no. <gasps> it's very sad. You're going to have to send me your address. I'll have to get you some shipped. But I did write the CEO of – this is before the Listeria thing. Uh, I did write the CEO a letter uh, about uh, white chocolate almond, and he actually did send me correspondence back. So I have it saved. I treasure it. Uh, now that's, so that's a celebrity. If anyone's from Texas, they know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The Little Creamery in Brenham, Texas. If you've never been to Brenham – They don't do tours anymore, though, because of the Listeria thing. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. Like we toured it over and over. We toured over. We did with Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts and just as a family and for fun and no more. It's too bad. But yeah, I yes. have to say I am not from Texas and my husband uh -huh. is. So he was always all these things about being better in Texas. Most of those things I found to be because he likes Texas. But yeah. Bluebell, he said it was the best ice cream in the world. Yeah, he wasn't lying. He totally got that one right. <laughs> What are some other things that uh, that you oh, don't think are so great that he does? Let's talk I, about this. I don't know if I want to do that on recording. Maybe we'll do that around a drink at Superstars. <laughs> yeah. I'll have all of Texas up in arms with me. That's right. Yes, yes. Dr. Um, Pepper, do you like Dr. Pepper? Are you a Dr. Pepper drinker? I do. I, I'm old now, so it's Diet Dr. Pepper, but yes. Yeah. So that uh, I was on, and I was on board with that. That's more, I, I have found that internationally to be more a geek thing, not just a Texas thing. Oh, interesting. I did not yeah. know that. Yeah, we, we always laugh because even because we were in Utah for a long time and like all of our friends were um, members of the LDS church. So I don't know who knows and who doesn't, but they um, greatly frown upon drinking caffeine. Mm -hmm. But like our geeky friends, they didn't drink coffee, didn't drink tea, not in their hardcore stuff, but they all drank Dr. Pepper. <laughs> uh, so I'm kind of from Waco, so I wasn't born there. But my family lives there. Mm -hmm. That is the birth, birthplace of both uh, Dr. Pepper and Steve Martin. How about that? I didn't know Steve Martin was from Waco. How did I not know that? He's not necessarily from there, but he was born oh. there. Oh, so, you, so Waco can claim that. And they should. 
and they should. There should be statues or something. They really should. That's very, very nice. Look, you learn something new every day. Very Nothing nice. but great information on 20 questions with your favorite author. Um, right, right. Okay, so where is your favorite place to write? Right here. You're, I'm in the, I'm in the spaces of this desk in which I write. Uh, so yeah, I just it's not glamorous. I, I can't deal with a lot of distractions, so I kind of like the same thing. I do some sense memory stuff uh, with like incense. Um, but I, yeah, it's it's a nice way to kind of get into the mode of writing. Although I haven't been doing a lot of writing lately. I was very productive like November through June. And so I've really had kind of this fallow period uh, in COVID. I think COVID finally got the best of me. Um, but you know, part of a writer's group, we meet every Monday night. So I'm still doing some stuff there. Good, but I'll get good. back after it here soon. Yeah, it's been tough for a lot of people. I understand that completely. Yeah. Let's see. What is the movie you go to again and again? Mm. Mm -hmm. That's a good question. I like this one. Well, recently, Deadpool 2. Nice. Like the last couple of years, I've, I've seen it over and again. Mm -hmm. uh, I can never watch Casino Royale, the Daniel Craig version. Mm -hmm. Cannot, I can't see it enough. I love it. Um, <laughs> and then I'd say So I Married an Axe Murderer from, from the 90s. Classic. Um, yeah. Classic. Yeah. With the perfect Scottish accent. <laughs> I perfect I not hilarious. perfect. It's hilarious. It's the best. <laughs> It's the best of him making fun of his other son. <laughs> the Garth Brooks juice tiger or Garth Brooks juice diet. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty hilarious. I agree. Man, I haven't seen that in a while. I might have to. We've been, our kids are older teenagers now. So we're going back to like, what movies did we not show them because they were too young? So like we've watched Clerks, right? Because you can't watch that with young children, right? It looks right. like, you know. They're graduating high school age now. We're watching Clerks, right? So it's just certain things that we're like, what have we not introduced them to yet? <laughs> That's good. I mean, Simon Merritt and Axmar holds up pretty well. The music's great. You get that great scene with Phil Hartman. Um, your kids are probably going to wonder why Shrek is in it, but like not. <laughs> That's, well, no, they love Wayne's World. We did do Wayne's World, so they do know who Mike Myers is. All right, good, good. See, my kids have been raised properly. Excellent. Right. Even though they didn't believe me that Mike Myers introduced me to Queen. I'm like, no, seriously, this was my Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the car scene, absolutely. Bohemian awesome. Rats. Didn't believe me. We had to do research so I, could, so I could prove it to him. Let's see. Oh, Dave has a question for you. He wants to know, do you get writer's block and how do you deal with it if you do? Well, we kind of talked about that, right, with COVID. Right. So you said you have so, a writer's group. How do they help? So I, I would say if if this was a year ago, I would say something like really like, you know, it's all about just getting your butt in the seat and rioting, man. I don't know. Don't get in your own way. Um, and, and that's it. And, and, and that's really all it is, is, is you have to get in the seat and riot. But it's like, you know, I think writer's block is, you know, anxiety based and we're all dealing with like at least a low level anxiety right now of like, you know, COVID, am I going to get it? Is someone I love going to get it? Mm -hmm. um, we had an election that was kind of weird. You know, there's mm -hmm. been a weird year. And so I think, you know, it's okay to, to go easy on yourself uh, this year if you haven't been as productive as you'd like. Because uh, we've never seen anything like this. That's true. Not in our lifetime anyway. Right. Um, what, well, speaking of all that nonsense, so what is your idea of a vacation? Oh, yeah. 
So I don't take a lot of vacations. I think I've taken three in the last 10 years, but I did take one this year in February. And Just I went to, I know. <laughs> I went to Hawaii. I went to Maui. Oh, wow. I'd never been before. Huh? It's beautiful. Um, if you live in the Pacific Northwest, you kind of have to. You like you got to see some sun for a while. <laughs> I did it intentionally to see sun. Oh. Got whales for the first time. I went on like this Cousteau society tour and so humpback whales jumping out of the water everywhere you know i would oh. think i would just see like a breach like way off and no they are jumping everywhere you got little baby calves jumping everywhere it's oh. amazing loved it that's fantastic yeah i but, was trying to think so it is right because and then they go up to alaska in the summer so yeah they'd be having yeah. their baby how exciting so so this this will be a great uh because no one else really gets what i like what what I did up there, like I would get up at four in the morning. There's a time difference, right? Mm -hmm. So I get up at four in the morning and I would write until like eight. And then uh, I'd go to the beach mm -hmm. and then grab something to eat, take a nap, go to the beach again. And I was like asleep by seven. And I did that like every day. Wow. And, and by the end of it, I had like the first third of my new book done. Um, so it was like an, a great vacation. And it was also productive. I loved it. That's awesome. So the, the answer to how do you deal with writer's block, apparently you go to Hawaii. Yeah, that's all you got to do. Yeah, that'll cure Were you at Superstars when Dave Farland talked about, like, you know, renting a beach house or something like that in Mexico for two yeah, weeks? Yeah, Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. That always stuck with me. I was like, oh, mm -hmm. this guy's on to something. Mm -hmm. Someday. Someday. Some um, let's see. What do we have? We got that one. Okay, I have a question. In your, I don't know why I say that over and over again. That's what this whole podcast is about. Someday I'll learn not to say that. Um, you talk about a lamp, a That's very right. odd shaped lamp. Can you explain this lamp to us? A lamp that looks like a bunch of grapes? Uh, yeah, that one. That's we talked about this. I don't just have this handy, but this is it. This is the lamp that looks like a bunch of grapes. <laughs> so this was left to me by my great aunt. No. Uh, and I cherish it because. I don't know. I've I've had this forever. I will never get rid of it. I love it, and uh, this is this is it. And it, it still works and everything. Oh yeah, it works. That's it's fantastic. Great. It's an heirloom now. It is an heirloom. It's a proper heirloom. You need to like put her name on it somewhere on the bottom, so when someone like tries to say, "Where did this come from?" Mm -hmm. They'll have it all on there. Letha, that's right. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> it does look like a bunch of grapes. It is. It is a bunch of grapes, a bunch of glass grapes with like a real wooden something adhered to it somehow. Got some felt, some felting here. This is just the old so world. Scratch things. Look at that. Look at that. That's yeah. so cool. Like, this is like Antiques Roadshow now. <laughs> yeah, somebody's gonna watch this podcast and say, "Woo, this thing is worth mm -hmm, mm -hmm. how much you love it." That's how much it's worth. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. Let's see. Um, Kevin Petway wants to know, what's the next book about? Yeah, because both these books, they both end, which thank you, because I hate um, cliffhangers. They drive me crazy. Right. Um, but they're both open for more stories. Right. So what, what, what next book? Where are you heading to next? So, sorry, uh, Brisket is now chewing a book. This is not oh, a good no. habit. No, no. Brisket uh, wants more attention. The next book is going to go back into contemporary fiction. It's going to be a completely new IP. Um, it is a standalone story. Um, 
there could be an adi- there could be additional stories in this world, but not in a traditional way you'd write a book. But um, okay. it's going to take place kind of in Portland. Um, okay. I'd say take like a dash of Labyrinth, take a dash of Freaky Friday, and you know some other stuff, and 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 you'll have this next book. So you're striking off into a new world. Yeah. So it'll be. Uh, as Ghost Bully was to to the paranormal, uh, this next book will be to uh, you know be like Portland based fantasy. So like urban fantasy. Uh, is urban fantasy back in? Can we say that we're urban fantasy, or do we still have to pretend it's contemporary fantasy? I don't know. Um, only traditional publishers called it that. Um, readers never called it anything but urban fantasy. All right. So, yeah, I would call it urban fantasy. Uh, there's a lot of urban fantasy that's, you know, romance based. There's really there's some romance in this that is certainly not the driving factor. That's I'm, I'm OK with that. All right. I mean, look I, at- need, I had I have my like paranormal. I have my space. I need some elves in my life. So we're going to bring some elves uh, to life in this book. It'll be very exciting. That'll be fun. You should use the grape lamp as some kind of magical item in there. Really should. That would be awesome. It'd be immortalized for all time. I'll, I'll consider it. <laughs> so, not consider it. I will make this happen. It's going to happen now. Put the lamp in. <laughs> now you've been challenged. All mm. right. So uh, one, let's see. We have two questions left. So one I'm going to take from the audience. He says, uh, Kevin says, do you ever feel any pressure to write series marketing-wise? Not pressure. I mean... Uh, I'd like to. I'd like to have a book really take off that necessitates a series, and that's kind of what I'm looking for. I'd kind of like to get like three different books out. You know, I'm not a fast writer. I'd like to get three different books out and kind of see what people respond to. Um, and if people respond to you know one property way more than the other, then maybe I go in and write more in that vein, or maybe I just do one-offs. So. Um, I don't know. I, I think, you know, as a uh, as a reader, I get intimidated by like big uh, catalogs. Like, you know, I love Terry Pratchett and thankfully he breaks Discworld out into different sections because it's really otherwise it's really hard for me to consume. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thankfully I started reading like Jim Butcher, like at dead. Uh, I think I was like th- the third book in before I started reading. And so. Yep. I've kept up and haven't had to, you know, read, you know, see 23 books staring me down. Um, but I, I like that Neil Gaiman is really accessible. I like his his mm-hmm. his his work is very accessible. Um, so yeah, I'm not. Um, I wish I was a faster writer, but you know, I, I just don't. We all. Yeah, I think I'm a book a year guy. Makes sense to me. Hey, at least you're not lugging around speakers. I mean, come on now, could be worse. That's right. That's right. All right, so for our last question, what are you promoting right now? Ah, well, I'm promoting Space Throne. <laughs> so Let's colorful. See. Very exciting. Uh, and, uh, and then Ghost Bull. came out in October, right? This, yeah, this came out October 13th. This came out in 2018. Space should have the cover up, too. Here we go. Yeah, Just I have re- one of those, too. Look. Ah, that's awesome. Thank I have you. a signed copy from book people in Austin. I, 
I love book people. Book people mm-hmm. is really cool. Um, and what I like about book people is, you know, as an indie artist or artist, as an indie author, mm-hmm. uh, it's really hard to get in bookstores. And, and uh, book people was really, they were really good about, you know, um, giving me a shot. And mm-hmm. uh, I was able to sell a lot of books there. And, uh, and I'm, I can't say enough good things about book people in Austin, Texas. Yeah, I like them. Like if I open a store, I want it to be like this. Right. Mm-hmm. Totally. All right. Well, Brian, you are awesome. So when people want to find you and find your books, where do they go? Uh, If I'm on the platform, it's at nice book, Brian. Uh, That's Brian with an I. And uh, find me on Instagram or Twitter. Those those are the two that I frequent the most. Excellent. And um, you have a webpage too, don't you? Oh, yeah. I'm like, don't you have a blog? (laughs) I just read one all about music. I think it's brian-corley.com. Okay. We'll look it up and we'll put it in the show notes to make sure that's right. So we'll put that in. Excellent. So everyone, please read his books. If you already have, please leave a review. Um, It's the best thing you can give your authors. It is Christmas. Be generous. Leave a review, please. That is true. That's right. It's definitely true. And it costs you nothing to leave the review. Um, And then please leave us a review, too, on wherever you get your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. And we will see you next time. Thanks for having me, Kelly. Of course, Brian. You're awesome. I think we have outro music now. Watch. We're like professional. <laughs>